Hello, is it me you're looking for? Daniel teaches. I can see it in your eye. How's it going, everybody? I hope you are doing as well as I am. I'm doing freaking amazing. I have to admit, guys, if you haven't checked out the previous episodes, they were some of the best episodes I've ever done in my entire life. I was unbelievably grateful to sit down with so many people, anyone from uh, Isak, Nista, Gerardo, Sarah, Shelby, Jay, Amir, absolutely star-studded individuals, so definitely go check those folks out. Um, awesome, awesome podcast. Everybody had value to offer. I gotta admit, it was pretty cool not doing a podcast by myself, since that way I didn't have to do all the talking. Like, my throat was so, so happy. <laughs> my mind was happy because I could just sit back and I don't want to say not think, but, but just think about someone else's perspective as opposed to always being in my head. And I thought it'd be a nice treat for everybody who listens and who watches just to be like, oh, like we can listen to other stories besides just Daniel rambling on. So that was absolutely sweet. Um, I gotta say it's weird then when you, when you want to do this again by yourself, cause it's like, oh man, like that's crazy. Like I can't believe I do these sometimes. I <laughs> just go on for half an hour, just talking to myself. Is that cool that you can carry a conversation for that long? Is that weird? I don't know. Regardless, folks, we got an absolutely phenomenal episode for you today. Today, we're going to be talking about the biggest thing I want to hit home. The biggest question I get all the freaking time is, Daniel, what should I do? Daniel, I don't know what to study in high school. I don't know what to do after high school. I don't know if I want to start a business. I don't know if I want to do this. I mean, my parents are pushing me to do that. I have no idea. And it's making me anxious. So we're going to answer that question. But before we get to that, we're also going to talk about extracurricular activities and their benefits. We're going to talk about People who are working in positions where they need people skills, but don't have any, and what is the definition of a good job? So my friends, to start off, I really want to talk about extracurricular activities. And the biggest thing for this is, okay, before I jump into that, before I jump into extracurricular activities, guys, I have to say, I did come out a few weeks ago and I let the world know, hey, Daniel Teachers is now doing life coaching. I just want to make sure you guys that this plug is available because I get this on TikTok a lot. I got this on IG a lot. People are like, oh, Daniel, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, brother, in order for me to tell you what to do, besides this video slash episode here, we have to talk one-on-one. I have to get to know you. We have to talk about your strengths, your weaknesses. Right now, guys, on my bio in IG, if you have IG, you can go there. If not, you can do Daniel Teachers. I believe it's uh, slash calendly.com. What will happen is you can set up a one-on-one, -on -one, one hour call with me. We'll call, we'll talk together through Zoom. We'll talk about whatever you're going through and I will literally give you the best advice that I can in that 60 minute period. It is completely free. So folks, if you are looking for someone to just kind of hear your story, give their two cents on it and maybe give you suggestions that can help you out in life and push you towards a better direction, you, I would highly, highly recommend getting that call with me. Worst case scenario, we talk and I'm like, hey man, you know what? I don't have the answer for you, but let me put you in touch with someone who does. Hey, contact my friend so-and-so, or hey, talk to my friend so-and-so, or hey, you know, reach out to this person who's close to you. So I highly recommend it, folks. If you're looking to talk to someone, again, totally free of charge, just get something off your chest um, and get someone else's perspective on it, I would highly recommend looking at booking a one-on-one -on -one coaching call with me. It'll also be in the descriptions below under more content. So just had to put that out there for anyone who is interested. So without further ado, folks, let's talk about extracurricular activities. Now, Extracurricular activities, I think, are amazing. Now, when I talk about that, that could be anything from a program that you're part of, a club that you're part of, could be a martial arts club, could be a chess club, could be a Minecraft club, doesn't matter. As long as it's something where you're in a group, where you have to show up or participate in that group once a week, once every two weeks, whatever that situation is. And I think that there's so many underlying benefits to that. And I'll tell you why. So let's take martial arts, for example. 
a lot of the times, folks, I don't know how much you know about martial arts, but generally when you go to a martial arts uh, studio or a gym or a club, you notice that there's a very specific way of doing things, right? A lot of the times it'll be very formal and, and you get taught a lot of things like respect, like patience, like discipline, working on your craft, being teachable, like being able to receive feedback and to, to work on that feedback and not, not feeling upset when you don't do something correctly. Um, I think, uh, you know, no matter what club you're in or program you're in, again, this doesn't have to be martial arts, but just you know, this commitment on its own, right? Having this mindset of like, oh, you know, I have to go there once a week, twice a week, five times a week, whatever it is, whether it's waking up at six in the morning, whatever it's going late at night. And I feel like that commitment does amazing wonders for your character. I really, really think it does. I think when you have things in life that you are responsible for going to, I think they, they really shape you in an amazing way because i feel like you know eventually everyone gets to a point in life where you want to have a job and you want to whether it's the nine to five or something else but you're responsible right you're responsible for yourself you're responsible to go to that job to exceed right to do everything that you can and then some and my friends going to a job or program doesn't only mean going to a job or program what what does it entail right because entails oh well if i'm going to my job you know let's say my job starts at nine in the morning i gotta make sure i don't stay up too late the night before that takes discipline it takes discipline to be like you know what I could probably stay up for another two hours if I push it, but I'm gonna go to bed now. Like that, that's a good thing to do, man. Like it's, it's not an easy thing to do, but it's a good thing to do. It's a good thing to practice. Not to mention the amazing benefits that it has for you when you're waking up at the same time every day and when you're going to sleep at the same time every day. For the people who know this, uh, you'll know that there comes a point, my friends, where you don't need an alarm clock anymore, where just your biological clock, your body just freaking knows it. I don't know how it happens. I haven't looked into it yet, but I will. And it's absolutely, it's, it's damn near magical to find out, man, how your mind knows when to wake up without an alarm or anything. Like it just, it just connected, like the hours are set and it just works absolutely perfectly. Not to mention, you know, if you have someone who plays rough or doesn't play well with others, you go to a program, a club, whatever it is, and you constantly have to, first of all, meet new people, which is amazing because meeting new people can be uncomfortable for the majority of people. So it puts you in a situation where you have to put yourself out there. You have to introduce other people to you. You can at least you become conscious in terms of, oh, you know, what's my first impression like? What do people think of me? What do I think of people? And you really start building the world around you with a sense of like, oh, like, these are the different people that exist and, and this is who I am and this is how I maneuver and oh I get uh, really you know I get along really really well with Sally and, and John but you're know, not so much with Tim because he does that and they do that interesting so I think it's an amazing thing guys for your patience I think it's an amazing thing for really just your respect for your environment understanding that environments differ maybe something that you do at home is unacceptable at that environment or, or vice versa and I think it has just, it's absolutely amazing, especially for a young person's discipline to be able to go to something continuously. Now, I have to state my own faults. There've definitely been times where I make arrangements or I have commitments that I back out of, that I fall out of, that I don't go towards. But I swear to you, my friends, there's never been an incident where let's say I've had a swimming thing or, or I've got whatever it is, a sport that when I went there, I never regretted it afterwards i was like you know what man it was worth doing it's almost like when you don't want to do a workout you know you know you'll feel good you know it'll be amazing you go through this every single time but eventually you get through and you're like man that was amazing that was totally worth it i'm so glad i decided to to do that workout and i really think that is at the forefront of everything so if anything you know i was listening to jordan peterson on a youtube video who was talking about one of the first things that he'll ask his clients and for the people who don't know jordan peterson i've talked to him a bunch Long story short, clinical psychologist, professor at University of Toronto, and he has his own clinic open. And, or he did, you know, before COVID and all that stuff. 
And basically his, his take on it was, you know, one of the first things that I'll ask an individual is, do you have a job? Because if a person has a job, like I said earlier, you're checking off many things. That means that they are responsible to show up on time. That means that they've generally got a solid or a decent sleep schedule from someone who doesn't have a job or doesn't have that sort of a commitment. You know, you're also told that, all right, well, you obviously meet expectations and you go to work and, and you don't act too crazily because they haven't fired you yet. So a lot of things can be revealed from someone when they have a job or when they have extracurricular activities or, or when they're involved in other programs. So I would highly recommend my friends, if anyone's listening to this who has younger siblings or who has kids themselves, definitely I mean, I, you know, I'm not a fan of forcing anyone into anything, but if you can indirectly like push them, guide them, influence them about it, I think it'll, it'll do absolute wonders for them. Now, it's totally up to them what they want to decide doing. One kid wants to do jiu-jitsu, someone else wants to do violin lessons, someone else wants to go into the photography club, whatever the interest is, whatever the passion is, go to that and I promise you will get amazing passion out of it. You will get amazing fulfillment out of it too. I mean, if you look at it from a business aspect, you are investing in yourself, right? Oh man, where was this? This, this was a beautiful thing I, I was going to talk about later on in my episodes. It was going to be called the profit formula. And the profit formula in essence states, you know, the way that you can make money from, from yourself, number one thing is your knowledge, right? When you go to school, what do you learn? You, you have knowledge. That's why you're a doctor because you're, you're practicing that knowledge. You're sharing that knowledge with other people. Why don't people make the same as a neurosurgeon? Because they don't have that knowledge. Thus, they cannot act upon and do those things that a neurosurgeon would do. Same thing as a high-level actor. Same thing as a top you know, UFC fighter. You name it. It all starts from knowledge. So anything in my world that I invest in myself, you know, that I'm uh, make, gaining more knowledge is two thumbs up, whether I'm reading a book, whether I am working on designing a website, whether it's, you know, you name it, editing a YouTube video. Anything where I am learning something new, it's an investment that will later on help me out. Whether it's that kid who's learning jujitsu right now at the age of nine wants to go, you know, the doors might be open for him to teach a jujitsu class when he's, you know, 21 years old or something. Like the doors will open unbelievably. So I highly recommend it, folks get involved, get involved in, in different things, get involved in activities. And if it makes you wake up early, good, man, it's good for your discipline. And, and there's that sh you know thing on your shorts. Hey, man, you got to go. You got to go to class. You don't want to miss class. It's extremely good for you. I sincerely believe that. So extracurricular activities, my friends, definitely. If you are not involved, again, I, I've met people who've involved themselves in one. I know people who are doing like oh, swim club and skating and martial arts. That's fine. But now you get to decide if you want to taste it all, which I respect that. It totally makes sense. You know, why can't you play guitar and do martial arts? But on the other side, I also know people who are like, hey, man, rather than going one, once a week this, once a week that, once a week that, let me go three times a week guitar. Let me kick it out of the freaking park. That also makes perfect sense. So again, totally up to you. My main message is, guys, extracurricular activities, programs, clubs, definitely join one. I, it'll change your freaking life. I sincerely believe that. It'll make you happier. It'll make you feel fulfilled. And just the things overall, the things it will do for your quality of life when you look back on it two, three, four years, it's, it's almost, I almost can't do it justice, to be honest with you. Oh, extra cooking. Now, my friends, let me tell you about something that kind of bugged me the other day. Now, for the people who know me, they know that, um, you know, I don't get, I don't complain too much, right? I, I'm, I'm not a big guy on complaining. Now, I do understand that it's, it's therapeutic and that it helps you and, and it does make you feel better. So, I was at the grocery store the other day and there was this young man and he was, you know, doing the groceries, doing his thing. And, and I'm not, you know, going to go into a crazy philosophical talk about life, but I do like, you know, giving a head nod, a smile, how's it going and this and that. And this kid was just not having it, man. It wasn't his mood, don't get me wrong. I don't think he was a mean person. It was just there was no eye contact. 
he, he seemed quiet, he seemed weird, he seemed off, he seemed like he didn't want to talk, he spoke too quietly, his body language is giving me this weird vibe, like I don't feel comfortable here. Um, and, and the reason why I'm saying that is now, I understand you can't base it off one person, right? I'm generalizing, but it's happened to me multiple times, my friends, where I'm either at a cash register or I'm either at a front desk. And, and let me know, guys if and gals, if you've come across this too. We're at a cash register, you're at a front desk, you're somewhere where a person has to constantly talk to new people and they have no people skills. And I'm like, this is, this is, this is insane. Like, like in my head, I'm like, dude, what are you doing here? Right? Like, so, so here's, let's break this down. What do I mean by people skills? People skills means be able to hold eye contact. People skills means be able to clearly and concisely explain your points. And if anyone has questions, be able to answer any of the questions that they have and make sure that you are both on the same page. That also means welcoming body language. That could also mean, you know, just basic etiquette, right? Respectfulness. I mean, I mean, these are all things that are involved in people skills. And unfortunately, that's something that you're not taught in school. You're just supposed to know it or it's just, it's taught, you know, at the household. And um, it's tough, man, because I see some people working at, you know, doing these jobs that require, that are built on people skills, not to mention, holy shoot, man, sales. Sales are built on people skills. And then you have someone who can't hold eye contact or can't initiate conversation. And you're like, oh no, man, what are you doing here, man? And now, my friends, if that's you, this isn't a personal attack on you, right? Because I'm gonna go with two branches on this. Branch number, wait, this is, I wanna make sure I, branch two, or maybe three, depending on how I spin this. But here's my first take. When I see someone who just, I'm gonna be blunt, they just suck. I'm like, dude, this is, this is not for you. That doesn't mean you're not amazing at something else. You might be a freaking wizard when you're in front of the computer. Man, you're just in the wrong gig. Let's get you out of here. Let's put you in a room where you don't talk to anyone for six hours and you will just go to town on that computer like no one else can in the staff room. If that's your thing, man, go for it. Capitalize on your strengths. That, that, that's a big thing that I believe in. I'm like, hey man, you are in the wrong gig. You gotta be somewhere else, right? But I understand, hey man, you're a student. You don't really care. You're working part-time. You're just trying to pay for school. I get it. I get it, man. You do respect, whatever, right? So, so that's one thing. You, man, you're in the wrong gig. Number two, you're in the gig because your people skills suck, but you want to improve them. So you put yourself in a situation where you have to constantly talk to people. In that case, man, two thumbs up. That makes all the sense to me. Good. You, you're not going to hold the eye contact. Yeah, man, go work at the front desk. Practice will make it perfect. And I'm, I'm a huge believer in that. And I'm an advocate for that. Put yourself in uncomfortable situations. And if it's hard for you to carry a conversation, if it's hard for you to really be caring and go out of your way and make sure you answer everyone's questions and make sure you're there approachable and and you're just you're, you're there with with everything right your intent is there and your being is there and just what i mean is you're, you're not disconnected from the person but you're warm you're easy to talk to you're approachable right those are the things that you want a person to have who is a front desk worker who is a cashier who, who does those jobs but it's like if you don't have them that's okay Right, because we're all trying to learn, we're all trying to improve. And if you don't have people skills, I would actually advise you, hey man, get a job where you talk to people. It's gonna help you tremendously. Does everybody have to be a loud talking, you know, big smack, enthusiastic extrovert? No, you don't have to do anything, man. You can do whatever you like. In my own experience though, having a little bit of knowledge in that field can do a lot of work for you. I'm not saying you gotta do that forever, but you know, I can totally see a part-time job, you know, working in a supermarket or wherever, really improving your people skills but those are just my two cents um but yeah you know i, I would just i've definitely like seen unfortunately people being teachers that shouldn't be teachers 
people working front desk who shouldn't, you know, be working at front desk. And, you know, it's weird when I say it like that, right? Because when I say it like that, it's like, oh, man, well, Daniel, you're just contradicting yourself, man. You just said if you don't have people skills, you should work that. That is correct. It's just sometimes, and, and honestly, I'm only realizing this while I'm saying it aloud. It's like sometimes you'll see someone, you'll be like, oh, man, the people skills aren't there. That's okay. You talk to them six months later, and it's like they're still them. And you're like, oh, man, like, I don't want to go to the doctor because I have to see the person at the front, and they're just not... They just don't, they're just always upset. Like what, what's going on with you, dude? Um, but but yeah, I, th I think so that, that, that becomes tough on me now. Like it's a personal thing. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying when I see someone there who doesn't have those skills, I'm like, all right, man, whatever. And then you still see that person six months later, eight months later, a year later, a year and a half later, and they're still that and they haven't improved. It's like, dude, this just isn't for you. Like, like save the trouble for everybody else. And save the trouble for yourself. Like, go go do something else, right? There's a stand-up comedy joke I heard from a Kevin Hart special. There was a dude who came fresh out of prison. And uh, he was wearing a SpongeBob uh, outfit. And he was doing birthday parties. <laughs> and middle of the birthday parties, he'd take off a SpongeBob hat and start smoking cigarettes in front of the kids. <laughs> now, I know, you know, it's a story and whatever. But, but, you know, the mindset is like, hey, man, if it's not you, man, it's not you. Don't try to, I mean, if it's not your gig... Don't try to pretend to be something that you're not, unless you are trying to improve and be better at it and you see progress, you know, in that case, go for it, man. Absolutely go for it. So that brings me to the discussion. We go, all right, Daniel, we know what not to do, right? We know when you suck, right? You know, people's skills, you need this and you need that. You should only do something if you want to improve it. Now, folks, I've heard of this saying for a very long time. And the saying is this, a good job. Let me ask you this, folks. What is the definition of a good job? Take your time. Think about it. What is that? So if I came up to you and was like, hey, Andrew, hey, Susie, hey, Mohammed, hey, Tom, you're going to get a good job, right? I would think that you would think that Daniel, like, what are you talking about? Like, what does a good job mean to you? Right? Because a good job is subjective, right? Because what if you come up to me and you say, Daniel, what's a good job? And I'll say, well, man, honestly, anything that involves public speaking is a good job. Like, get into anything public speaking, man, you're good. So acting, dope. Stand-up, comedy, amazing. But then you go, well, but, but Daniel, what if I have stage fright? Is that still a good job for me? Oh, see, now it gets interesting. Now, take that, my friends. If you learn this, you're going to be so much better on in life. Ready? Ready for what I just said? Now, take that. Flip the script. Now, let's go. You come up to you go, hey, Daniel, what's a good job? Okay, man, you should be a doctor. Matter of fact, you should be a brain surgeon. You should be a neuro. You should go into neuro. That's what you should do. That's a good job. And then you go, well, Daniel, I faint when I see blood and I really don't have any interest for the human anatomy. Is that still a good job for me? Do you understand what just happened there? I literally, almost literally, gave you the exact same example. I just switched the occupation because, but I tailored it to what I believe is a good job. Now, on the first one, you said, Daniel, it's ridiculous. Public speaking, you know, it's a good job. No. But all of a sudden, when we throw around a doctor is a good job or an engineer is a good job or a lawyer is a good job, brother, is that subjective or objective? If it's objective, how do you know? If I point to my phone and say that's a phone, we can all agree that's a phone. doesn't matter whether you want to say it in English, in Farsi, in, in, in you know, Swedish, man. That's a, a phone is a phone. But if I listen to a song and I say, hey, man, this song's amazing. You listen to the song and say, Daniel, that absolutely sucks. That's subjective. We can look at the exact same thing but have different 
have different perspectives on it and that's okay. It's just really, really important that we don't get objective and subjective mixed up. And that's what I constantly see happening. Hey man, do you know what a good job is? Who are you to tell me what a good job is? As if you know who I am. Now, I, I wanna be careful. I don't wanna get like this F you mentality, but I really just want you to start this thinking of like, man, what I say is a good job. And this is so beneficial to anyone who doesn't know which way they want to go in life. And don't worry, we're going to get to what subjects you can pick in high school and what you should do later on. But guys, it's really, really, really important that you understand. When I tell you, when Daniel Mirsajuddin, Daniel teaches, gives you a definition of a good job, I'm basing that off of my experience, my values, what I want in life, and the lifestyle that I want to live. Example. A good job for me is anything to do with public speaking. Why? Because I am a kick-ass public speaker. I don't mean to sound braggadocious. I suck at a thousand things. I suck at too many things that I can't even name. Public speaking is what I'm good at. Thus, I maximize my strength. So acting, stand-up, whatever, it, it makes sense for me to, to you know, teach and go into that route. What kind of a lifestyle do I want to live? Well, I want to live a lifestyle where I'm constantly in front of people. I'm constantly traveling. I, you know, let's say, you know, I own a big house. I have a yacht, whatever it may be. Now, if I, oh man, there's a term I'm looking for. What is it called? If I project that onto you, you got to take a step back and go like, wait a minute. Daniel said, you know, Daniel, like stand up is an amazing job to go into because he's good at public speaking because he wants to live a certain way. Well, what if my biggest thing is security and benefits and I want to get a check every two weeks? Like that, that is a must for me. And I want a retirement plan. That is a must for me. Now that now the game's changed because now my definition of a good job and your definition of a good job are going to change drastically. Right, your values, what you see on life. Folks, if there's one book I'd recommend you to read, um, it's an interesting one, it's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad's Cash Flow Quadrant. And Cash Flow Quadrant, the basis of the book is this. Your personality plays a huge role in the job that you go into. For example, if you're someone who likes to be safe, who likes to be secure, who likes to uh, have have things organized, you want the, the check, the chalk, <laughs> you want the check every two weeks, right? You wanna work for an employer, you wanna, uh, sorry, you wanna work for an employer, you wanna be a part of a team, you just want to help the wagon go by, right? It has its benefits, you know, it's safe. You want to be an employee. Like that's the way to go. You're a safe person. You like things being organized. You don't like working past, you know, 5 p.m. on a weekday. You know, you don't like working on weekends. Like that's, that's awesome for you. If you're someone who likes to micromanage everything, if you're someone who wants to do everything themselves, if you're someone who, who wants to be a perfectionist, who wants to work as hard as they can, and you don't have to depend on anyone else, you, my friend, are perfect for self-employed jobs, like a lawyer who opens up his own little place, like a doctor who opens up his own clinic, a place where you can micromanage everything. Now, how does self-employed differ from a business owner or an employer? It's because those people, they create a system that works for them and they don't have this requirement to micromanage everything. They're okay with handing out tasks. So it really, again, depends on your personality, not to mention, you know, how open are you to risks? How much trust do you have in other people? You know, so, so all these things factor in. And finally, he also talks about being an investor. And obviously, again, the, the risks that you have to take, the money that you have to have, you, you just, you think differently. So you understand that the, the job that you go into, whatever good job you want, you have to think a certain way, right? You have to behave a certain way. You have to have a certain kind of mentality and you will fit that job like a glove. That's why you hear people who are so, you know, I want to travel the world, build my own business. They're like, dude, living hell would be being in a cubicle nine to five. Like that just, I couldn't do it. But dude, that's his vision. That's not yours. 
You know, we've got this, we've, we've had this, this big dialogue for a while now. Everybody should go to school. If you don't go to school, man, you're a bum. You got to go to university. You got to go to college. Man, I don't think that's true for every single person. I think there are exceptions. I think there are different things that you can do. On the contrary, if I was to come out and be like, everybody should drop out of school. Everybody should start a small business. Everybody, is that not hypocrisy at its finest? Where I say, guys, everybody shouldn't do this, but I say, everybody should do this. What's the difference between saying everybody should be a doctor and everybody should be an entrepreneur? No, man, some people suck at the entrepreneurial life. You don't like social media. You don't like putting yourself out there. You don't give a damn about marketing. You, you know, you don't want to take the risks that you need to take. You don't have it in you. You don't have the stomach to be rejected. Man, get away from that stuff, dude. Cling to whatever you can that is not in the entrepreneurial life. Right, because you don't like writing emails on a, on a Saturday night, right? And you don't like you know waking up early Sunday morning to work on something that should have been done you know the Thursday last week. And it's it, it really depends on man, who are you? You know what do you want to do? So the next one, someone says, you know what is a good job? Really, my friends, think about the psychology involved in that. What is it really? Just okay, who am I talking to? What are they saying? What are they basing the thing that they're saying on? Like, oh, you have a friend who's a lawyer. That's why. You're putting up lawyer on a pedestal because you see how he lives. Interesting. What are my values? What kind of a life do I want to live? What kind of a life is he living? So now we get into this, this the, the big one, you know, the knockout one of what do you, what classes should you take in high school? What career should you follow in life? You don't know what to do. It's a big decision, man. It's where all of your income is going to come from. It's what every family gathering, some old aunt or uncle or grandfather is going to ask you. So. What's the plan? And you don't know what the plan is, so you feel anxious. You're like, Jesus, I better say something. So you tell someone, I don't know. And you judge by their appearance, by their facial you know, structure, like, oh, you don't know? Now you feel bad, because you feel like you should know. You feel like everybody's got to freaking figure it out, and you're the last one, and you're going to end up a homeless bum by the age of 35 when all your friends and family members are married and happy and successful, and they're going to be looking at you like, look, man, it's Tom who never got his life together. Or you tell people a BS answer, and you're like, hey, man, I'm going to be a doctor because that's what your parents want you to do, or because that's what you feel like you should do, or that's what societal standards are telling you. When in reality, my friends, you know yourself really, really well. I mean, and I, and I don't want this to sound like, oh, forget what anybody tells you, man, forget your parents, blah, blah, blah. You gotta understand, whenever someone asks, hey, what do you wanna do? Whenever your parents say, hey, you know, have you thought about dentistry? It's all coming from a place of love. So please, my friends, don't, don't have any hate or, or anger or anything like that. Uh, a push towards them, sincerely look at it from, why is this person opening up this dialogue? There's a little bit of curiosity and there's a little bit of like, hey, you know, I've gone the way and what, with whatever experience that I have for free because I care about you, I want to help you in any way that I can. So when they give you their two cents about dentistry or when they, when they you know, give you their knowledge about which way you should go in life, just thank them. Thank them and just understand, wow, this is coming from a place of love. This is coming from a place of compassion. Thank you. I appreciate you because you wouldn't say what you just did if you didn't care about me. If you weren't thoughtful, if you weren't caring. So clearly, you are thoughtful. Clearly, you are caring. Clearly, you do care about me. About me. And I think that is so amazing to, to just really drum into ourselves. So now, we understand that, hey, listen, it's coming from a place of love, but it's getting freaking annoying, and I don't know what I want to do, right? And telling people you don't know what you want to do, man, it, just, it doesn't feel good. I get it. I've been there. I've, been, I've done it all. I've told people I don't know what I want to do. I've told people a BS occupation just to see a smile on their face and them to say, good job, oh, that's great. So it, I've done it all, folks. But, but really, folks, what you have to understand is if the greatest thing I have discovered 
in the last year of having Gandalf teachers up and above, in the last three years of studying, is this. I said, this is the best thing I've, 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 I've made up. Eventually you get to a point where you read so many books, you read so many lectures, things morph together and I came up with this. The statement, I don't know what to do. Are you guys ready? I'm about to drop some gold. I swear to God, listen up. This is amazing. I'm telling you. The statement, I don't know what to do, stems from a deeper, I don't really know who I am. Did you catch that? I don't know what to do, Daniel. Of course you don't know what to do because you don't know who you are. You don't know what your strengths are. How can you maximize your strengths if you don't know what you're good at? You don't know what your weaknesses are. You don't know if you have people skills. You don't know if you like working with technology. You don't know if you like working with your hands. If you like focusing on the bigger picture. If you like focusing on the minor details. If you want to lead a team. If you want to be a part of a team. If you want to be a lone wolf. If you want to work by yourself. If you want to travel the world. If you want to have a nine to five. If you care about better. Like there's so many things. It's like, dude, of course you don't know what you want to do. It'd be weird if you did. And that's okay. Not knowing what you want to do is a thousand percent okay. Listen to me when I'm, when I'm telling you this, my friends. I know for a lot of people, they're like, oh, Daniel, you know, move on already. But if there's one person who's listening to this, and I wish, I wish, I wish, I would've listened to more people who would speak the things that I'm speaking right now when I was 15. Hell, when I was 14, that, that would've just said, Daniel, it's okay not to know. Listen to me, it is okay not to know. And a huge benefit of not knowing is, man, the world is your oyster. Right, you're open, the doors are open. For the people who do know, great, they have that certainty. But it's like, man, like there's no more excitement. There's no more adventure. You know you have a path. And don't get me wrong, the pros are, oh, I have security and I'm more relaxed. I don't, I'm not as anxious. I know my path. But the huge con is, man, you've just closed doors to everything else. And what if you could have done something better? What if you could have gone after something that would have made you happier? What if you could have gone after something that, that would have made you more money? Right? So, so not knowing, it's like, dude, you're still open to all these doors and that's kind of beautiful. That's exciting, that's adventurous, that's amazing. But I get it. You don't wanna not know what you're doing until you're 45 years old. You wanna figure it out. You wanna figure life out. And in and of itself, figure yourself out in the process. And I get it and it's totally normal to, have, to feel anxious, to feel like you have to have an answer, to feel like you have to know what you have to do. Now, a lot of people, you know, listening to this are going to go, well, Daniel, man, you're, you're, you know, you've been talking to us for 29 minutes now, man. You're BSing you're BS us. You've given us the title, but you're not telling us what we have to do. I wish I could. I wish I could tell you, hey, man, all you guys listening, you guys all have to be doctors. But if you listen to the rest of this talk, right, if you listen to, to the full episode of this podcast, you know that we can't do it once you, you know, fits for all. So it really does become a big thing of, hey, listen, you got to talk to yourself and you got to seriously reflect about who you are in life. Okay, guys, I, I mean it. I'm a thousand percent serious. Now, one thing that I would recommend is talk to the people around you. Talk to someone who you trust, right? Just kind of get some questions going, right? Just, just kind of get them to ask you like, hey, man, what do you see me in? What do you see me doing well in? What do you think are my best skills? You know, if you want some other people's perceptions of you. And another thing you can do is you can talk to someone who's a stranger. So like myself, you can book a one-on-one -on -one coaching call. And I know you're like, oh, he's, he's doing a shameless plug. But dude, I mean a thousand percent serious because the only way I feel confident enough to give you a 100% answer is if we talk like this. And I literally listen to your story, where you've been, what you've done, who you are, where you're trying to go, then that I can give you a straight black and white answer, right? So talking to someone like uh, someone like myself, but make sure that if you just want to talk to someone for just that one piece of advice, make sure you do it for free, guys. Like, don't don't pay someone uh, just just for that knowledge when you can have when you can find people who do for, to do it for free, like myself. 
So the biggest thing that you can do right now when it's not talking to other people that, that you can take control of, I want you to sit down. I want you to book, book a call with yourself. Imagine that you're your own clients. Imagine that you are coaching yourself. Imagine that you are your own best friend. I want you to take some time this week. This week, right now, right after listening to this, while you're listening to this, whatever it is, grab a writing utensil, pencil, piece of paper, pen. If you want to do it on your laptop or desktop, go for it. And I want you to ask yourself several questions. And these questions are really going to clear up a lot of things about yourself and about where you want to go in life. Now, if people are interested, I have been doing some research specifically on these questions with respect to growth, with respect to clearing brain fog, and with clearing the path and really figuring out what your direction is in life. And that is something that I am working on. And if people are interested, that is a small thing I might come out with in the future. But until then, what I want you to do is I want you to write down, okay, what kind of a life do I want to live? Ask yourself that. Write down and you know, pour yourself tea, coffee, whatever you like, and really think about what kind of a life do I want to live in the future? What do I want to do? And write it out in descriptive detail. This is my perfect ideal life. This is who I am. This is what I do. These are my hours. These are the people I work with. Like really, like go for it. Like not just a sentence. You're going to get as much out of this as you put into it. I could not be more serious. If you do this, this will change the trajectory of your life. I swear to God answer to that first question of what does my life look like you know what is my ideal life is I don't know great let's do process of elimination what I want you to think about is what is my personal hell in the words of Dr. Peterson what is a life that I could not withstand living well, what, what is a life that I, I'd be like oh man this is the absolute worst so if you're someone who loves traveling and you love the entrepreneur life the worst life for you might just be being an accountant working for a corporation and you feel undermined and your coworkers sabotage you and you don't have a good relationship with your boss and it sucks and you feel underappreciated, that might be, the, and write that in detail. Because the two biggest things that motivate us are pain and pleasure. And if you don't have that pleasure of your ideal life, that's okay. Let's focus on hell. Let's focus on pain. Let's focus on what is the worst possible outcome for you? What is the worst possible outcome for you? And how can we get away from that? So once you've established it, now you know, okay, now that I know, now that I'm consciously aware that that world exists, that that reality might exist, how can I do everything in my power to get away from that? So really, folks, take time. These questions, you can take 15 minutes, 45 minutes, even an hour in detail just writing things out. And please, my friends, if you can, write rather than just thinking it in your head. Because what happens is when you write down things, studies have proven time and time again that when you can articulate your thoughts, not only are they going to be conscious thoughts, but they're going to be your subconscious thoughts. And I promise you, you're going to write down some things that you don't even know you thought about. You're going to write down some things that are going to make you go, holy shoot, like I, I've never consciously thought about that. That makes so much sense. Or wait, why, why am I doing this? That's so harmful to me and to my life. So definitely write it down. So once you've written down what is your ideal life, you're going to go from there. You're going to play it off. Now, what does that mean? That means, okay, the next question I would ask if you know what your ideal life is, or at least you know what your personal hell is. The next question is, who do I know personally or not personally? So a celebrity, uh, someone, you know, an actor or whatever, or, or just someone who I've heard of who is living the life that I want. Find a couple of, find a handful of people. I would say anywhere from seven to 10 people is great. 
probably from five to 10 people. The reason I don't want to say one person is because my friends, you'd be astonished by the amount of paths there are to get to that certain place. One of the most beautiful sayings I used to say a lot, I haven't said it recently is, man, the, the, the path that you take doesn't really matter that much as long as you know the destination. Because as long as you put in your GPS, actor, doctor, fashion designer, blogger, vlogger, it doesn't matter if it takes you five years to get there, one year to get there, who you talk to now, don't get me wrong, obviously you want to get there, you know, the sooner the better and the more honed the skills, the better, all that stuff. But at the end of the day, the number one thing that matters is the destination. If you have your destination set in stone, you have that, that certainty in your head going, hey man, you know what, no matter what happens, I know that this is where I'm going to end up. There's no chance that you're going to set sail for LA and end up in Las Vegas. Like there's, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't happen anymore. So, so that's a big one. So really, take time. Write down a couple of names. So I'll give you a perfect example. You know, if I was to think about, oh, if I wanted to go, let's say, into life coaching, maybe I would write down 10 life coaches who've who are doing or have already done what I seek to do, who are public speakers and who coach professionally. And I, I don't write down their names, right? And again, these can be people I've heard of, these can be people that were on the Joe Rogan, uh, you know, experience. Like this could be like whatever, all over the place, write them all down and then study them. What did they do? What did they study? What did they study in high school? Did they go to university? If so, what did they study? Then what did they do? Where did they live? Who did they hang out with? What did they do that maybe you can somehow emulate? I know it's harder than it sounds, right? Because people are in different places. They meet with different people. They have different financial circumstances, different family circumstances. Guys, I get all that. But I guarantee you, my friends, when you write down those five to 10 people, and it's almost like detective work, and it's almost freaking magical. Like I, I, I'm so hyped up talking about it. You will notice a pattern between every single person. And when you notice that pattern, that pattern that is not, it's not materialistic. It's not something that they have, but it was either a mindset. It was a strategy. It was taking a couple of actions in a certain order, which transformed their life. And you could only realize it by writing it down, by writing down those five to 10 people that you specifically wrote down, comparing their backstory side by side and figuring out what they all had in common, what that's gonna do for your mental state and your goals going forward, it's, it's almost, I can't even put it into words. I can't even put into words what that will do for you. I swear on everything, man. You won't believe it yourself. You will feel so motivated. You will feel so inspired. It will almost be as if you sat down in a room with all of them and each one came up to you and was like, hey, man, this is my plan. This is what I did. This is my formula. This is what, hey, man, this is what I did. And looking after all, man, it's unbelievably Okay. Imagine this, imagine, so again, to give you an example, imagine I meet up with five public, imagine, not even I meet up, but I do that exercise with five public speakers. And I notice, huh, interesting. Um, so Dr. Peterson, he, uh, you know, went to university, got his PhD. He's a prophet, University of Toronto. He wrote a book and that book did so well. He went around touring the world, public speaking. Interesting. So you can get a PhD. You can be an expert at something and write a book and do that. Oh, oh, oh what did this person do? Oh, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk, he's got this media company here. He helps media, da, 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 He does this. He's very knowledgeable. Oh, he got into that field. Awesome. What was that? Oh, he didn't go to university. And he's also touring the world doing keynote speeches. Interesting. And you just keep doing that. And eventually, my friends, you get these patterns. And when you figure out what they all have in common, it's just, 
it gets exciting. Your heart rate speeds up. I, I, I'm trying to put it into work, but you'll never truly experience it until you do it yourself. So you know your ideal life or you know your personality you're trying to get away from. You've identified a couple of people who are living the life that you want. Right. Or again, if, if you've identified your personal health, I guess a couple of people whose lives you wouldn't, you know, hate having, even if it's not, you know, a thousand percent set in stone. Next, what I would get you to think about is say, OK, I have an idea for what I want. I, I have a, a sort of a blurry vision and it can change. And that's totally normal. We want to adapt it. That, that's great. Now I got to figure out, all right, what tools do I have to work with? So now you got to think to yourself, you go, OK, what sorts of tools? Did those people have that helped put them in the position they are in today? Was it people skills? Was it they were really good at technology? Was it they were they read a bunch, you know, about business, about marketing, about sales? What kind of skills did they learn and did they harness and make really, really strong that anybody could learn? What kind of skills would a person need to function? amazingly in that position that I want to be in. That's another great way to look at it. And once you do that, I want you to think about what kind of skills do I have right now that are beneficial to that lifestyle that I want? Am I confident if that's something that it requires? Am I, you know, how, how am I with attention to detail? Is that something that I need, right? Confidence maybe might be more important in a, if you're an actor or stand-up comedy or whatever you are, you know, doing in life, you know, what are some habits? that are going to be beneficial in me getting to that ideal life? And what are some habits that are harmful? What are some habits that are making me take a step back from where I want to be? To give you another gem, my friends, one thing that you can do that I've, I've done myself and it's, it's very, very empowering to look at is I want you to make two columns. I want you to make a column of everything I have done. And under it, you're going to write a couple of things that have made you feel truly proud of yourself. So for example, in my column, I've written down things like start a podcast start a YouTube channel, having over, you know, 20,000 followers on TikTok. Uh, what else? You know, going through my psychology degree. And, and it's just you have these things where you look at and they make you feel empowered and they make you feel good. like, wow, you know, all these things that I've done. And on the right side of the column, you write down everything I am going to do. And on there, you have things that make you feel very excited because on the left, you look for evidence. You go, hey, man, this is everything that I have done. And on the right, you're like, hey, man, Look at what I've done on the left. I can definitely knock all these things out of the park. So whatever they're going to be, whether it's, hey man, I want to start coaching people. I'm going to start public speaking. I want to make a six-figure business. I want to put my out there for the public. I want to you know, produce my first album, whatever it may be. I totally recommend my friends having those two columns and look at it every single day. Look at it. It'll give you motivation. It'll give you inspiration. It'll lift you off your freaking feet and it'll do absolutely wonders for you. So folks, if you enjoyed any of that, I hope that was helpful. Again, I know for the people who are looking for a solid black and white answer, man, I got to tell you, there isn't one. It really does go back to self-awareness. That's why this whole thing is the journey to self-awareness. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to make everybody realize you are unique. You are special. You've got your own path. You've got your own purpose. Whether you believe in fate and destiny, man, that's up to you. But if you don't, if, if you're like, oh, you know, F all that destiny stuff. Okay. But would you agree that some people are just better than things than others? You know, thank God that Messi never went into medicine because he should be a football player slash soccer player. That's his thing, right? You know, thank God LeBron James never went into, I don't know, man, something else that wasn't basketball because that basketball was his thing. Right? It, was, it was Albert Einstein, if I'm not mistaken, that said, don't, if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, 
that fish will forever think it's, it's hopeless. If you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, what's going on here? Right? You don't, you guys get the picture. You guys get the picture. It's, it's, you got to figure out what is your calling card in life. And the only way to do that is by asking questions. Good, uh, enlightening, um, just thought provoking questions that are going to get answers out of you that you didn't even really know you knew. And that, my friends, is going to change your freaking life. If you're interested, guys, in more of this talk, in more questions, again, this is research that I'm doing in this area. I have a bunch more questions. I don't want to do them all in this podcast because this would turn out to be like a three, four hour long thing if we dissected each one. But if you guys did like this, make sure to, to let me know. DM me on Instagram. I read all the DMs. I read all the comments everywhere, man, YouTube, TikTok. And I really take it into consideration of like, oh, that's a video they want me to make. Done. I'm on it. Oh, that's what they want to hear. Next podcast. It's, it's going to get done. So really, folks, let me know. Is this stuff interesting? The subjects of the career stuff the aim, the direction in life, and I can cater it more towards you to make sure you get as much value as possible from me. This has been Daniel Teaches. If you're watching this on YouTube, thank you very much. I appreciate every single one of you. Don't forget to like, subscribe, do all that fun stuff. If you're listening to this on Spotify and Apple iTunes, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you. Whatever I tell you will not do justice. But I want to say thank you regardless. I want to wish you an absolutely exceptional day. Have a safe day and take care of yourselves, my friends. We're only getting started. Bye-bye.